welcome to another episode of First Time Films. I'm your host, Grace, and today we are joined by David. Hello, David. Oh, I'm happy to be on this show. Yeah. I want to be on this show. Everyone was just like, I can't make it, I can't make it. I was like, fine, I'll watch The Muppets. And by the end, I was like, yes, I'm so glad I watched The Muppets Christmas Carol. It's put me right in the Christmas spirit. Oh, let's do this. Cannot wait. Hey, we're also joined today by Kwaku. Hi, Ka- Hi, Kwaku. Yo, what's up? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am not too shabby, not too bad. I'm in the Christmas spirit, so let's do this. You made David- me sound like the rudest bastard on the planet because you asked Grace how she was when I definitely should have done the same. So I apologise. I'm, I'm a good, I'm, I'm a, I'm a good man. I, I like asking how people are doing. You know, it's not all about me and my multiple wins and how I'm the greatest of all time and all that. We know that's I, that. We know that's what I'm. It's all about me. But anyway, <laughs> back, back to Grace. <laughs> so, David, what were you up to today? Oh, I, I'm teaching, teaching, mate. Uh, as you may or not may not know, I'm a student teacher on placement right now. Uh, so I've I've been, you know, educating the youth of tomorrow, which I know is a scary thought for us all. Um, <laughs> today I was talking to them about, in fact, one of the higher classes is on get out for the higher. Like, how class is that? Like, uh, so good. Yeah. And I was teaching them, like, I asked them, what's post-race? And we got in a discussion about, like, post-race because Jordan Peele said he changed the ending um, because in the Obama era he's like people need hard fit and stuff and then when Trump got elected he's like you know what maybe we're good maybe we just need a happy ending for once you know maybe we need a happy ending Was it not meant to be that um, they got like accused of doing it like one of those things? Yeah the original ending they shot for that movie is Chris gets arrested and he's in prison and it's it's very dark. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a fun ending. And the kids in the class were like, yeah, that's more realistic, though, because like, American police would obviously, you know, arrest Chris. And I was like, yeah, but we already know that. You know, <laughs> like, can we not just get, can we not just get like a happy ending here? You know, like, like, why, why are you all so down? But yeah, that was my day talking about get out to, to hire kids. It was good. So speaking of post-race, in a American cinema, how did everyone enjoy the Muppet Christmas Carol? <laughs> <laughs> what a segue! Oh my god, that's my favourite segue of all time. What a segue! I'm totally but yeah. Did you get paid extra for that? <laughs> well, someone's that, getting paid. <laughs> wait, I know. I should rephrase that. Did you get paid for that? For <laughs> <laughs> the Millers. <laughs> but yeah, so. Oh. You, had you ever seen The Muppet Christmas Carol before? Uh, you know the answer to that. Uh, big no, I have not. <laughs> um, you, you, first time films are still to suggest a film I've actually seen. So Long may it continue. <laughs> yeah, the street clubs on. <laughs> Honestly, the day, the day a film come, that is suggested that I've seen just sat down the podcast. <laughs> well, what was the story again with you trying to watch the film? I saw it in the group chat a wee bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... <laughs> um, Lord. <laughs> I've, I've subscribed to, like, everything and everything, right? <laughs> Except from Disney Plus, right? So uh-huh. you can imagine my struggle... It's not, it's not Netflix, it's not on Amazon Prime, it's not on um, my Virgin Box, it's not on Sky Movies or anything. So I went to the last resort where I did something <laughs> that rhymes with 
abhorrence <laughs> and <laughs> I, I can't filter it and it starts off with some subtitles in some language <laughs> I still don't know what it was in <laughs> speaking in another language that I have no idea it's like the guy starts with I am Charles Dickens is like it does not sound like that <laughs> <laughs> Sent it in and it had like Russian <laughs> subtitles, and you're like, Is this the right one? <laughs> Russian? I have no idea what that's done. I don't know just again. I mean, I mean, I'm sure I'm not going to get a visa for that country anytime soon. I'm sorry, <laughs> but oh my god, I have no idea. <laughs> so, David, had you yeah. ever seen it before? Yeah, I was terrified of it as a child, uh, like basically <laughs> refused to watch it. When it came on TV, Michael Caine, I still think to this very day, is that scary evil bastard at the start of this movie. Yeah. It terrifies me when he starts shouting at the wee rats uh, who's got working <laughs> for less than nothing. He's like, how would you like to be in the unemployment line? I was like, how about you chill out? Because you're giving me a aneurysm. Uh, but that was my memory <laughs> of watching it from when I was wee. Uh, watching it now, the difference is that I just completely appreciate what Michael Caine is doing. Uh, I think he is fantastic acting alongside yeah. all of these filtered friends that are the Muppets, um, who I also greatly adore. It's not my favourite Muppet movie of all time, uh, right. but it's definitely up there uh, with one of my favourite Christmas films. I, I really, really enjoyed it. it was great. Well, I was going to say about Michael Caine's performance, because you sent in that quote the other day, I'll just read it out. So he said, I'm going to play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I'll never do anything Muppety. I'm going to play Scrooge as if it was an utterly dramatic role and there are no puppets around me. So when I, when you first sent that in, I was like, oh, was he a bit, you know, did he kind of just do it for the pay? But apparently he actively pursued the role and he considers it to be his most memorable role. Like it's the Ooh. film role he remembers the most in his I, career. I, I think for a lot of people that would be it because I think at this point, 92, Dirty Harry had yeah. been only one generation for, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I know he did Jaws the Revenge purely for the paycheck. Like when he mm -hmm. talks about that movie, uh, he says that I've never seen it, but it paid for my mother's house. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> like he has done things for the money in the past, but I think from his perspective, this was the first time he'd really appealed to a mainstream family audience mm -hmm. in a big way. Um, it was a successful, you know, hit financially um, at the time, especially in home video. Uh, really, yeah. really good uh, home video release. Um, so I can see what he means. I think if you were to ask him that today, people would probably say Alfred from the uh, the Dark Knight series. But I'd get what he means at that time. I'd say, um, you know, in Miss Congeniality. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's like the guy that does her makeover. That is fan that's a fantastic pool, by the way. Completely <laughs> forgot literally... he was in that. <laughs> but so, um, Quacky, what did you think of his performance, especially in comparison to the Muppets? So, uh, yeah, I just thought he was a proper bastard, but I suppose that's <laughs> what he was going for. So, yeah, it kind of worked out all right for him. Um, um, this is actually now the only the second film I've seen with Michael Caine in it, I'm <laughs> sure. The first one was "You're Gonna Laugh at Me," Austin Powers Gold Member. Oh yes! And see, <laughs> so uh, David knows this. I've got a, I've got a really good pal from Holland, 
And I always say, that's the line he says, and the two things I hate in life, people are intolerant of other people's cultures. And it's the way he goes, and then that's. (laughs) (laughs) It's the way he says it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I love most about his kind of performance? It's just when you see him surrounded by all the Muppets and like, I can't think if this actually happens in the film, but I remember reading something about people talking about when Muppets come over and hug human characters and just bounce over. But it sounds like it was a real, it is a real effort to do it. Cause I was reading and it was saying that um, for him to act alongside the Muppets, there was scenes where like they had to remove the floorboards and like, he would just have to walk on like a single plank Oh, so the Muppets would be beside him and I was like, oh god, that sounds <laughs> dangerous, for one <laughs> So David um, mm-hmm. in general, how familiar do you think you were with like the actual Muppet franchise? Oh, like, before oh. the Muppets take Manhattan yeah. um, the, the, <laughs> I, I love the Muppet movie they did, I think 2010 mm-hmm. uh, so if someone can quote me on that the music <laughs> in that is, is incredible life's a happy song uh, Man or Muppet, you know, a great tunes, great movie. Uh, so the Muppets, near and dear to my heart, Rainbow Connection, uh, with Kermit the Frog singing that and his wee plank with the banjo. Oh, give me that <laughs> every day of the week. I'm a big, big fan of the Muppets. If I was to choose my favourite Muppets, I was going to ask you. Oh, either Swedish Chef because I just love like his voice and playing it. I can never get through it. I've heard you do quite a good Kermit impression, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, let me try. Why Why are there so many songs about rainbows? (laughs) (laughs) And then Fozzie Bear's my other one. I love Fozzie Bear. He's he's great. He's great. Uh, no, I can't do Fuzzy Bear. No, I'm not even going to try Fuzzy Bear. <laughs> it would just be <laughs> Quacky, what about you? Did you grow up with the Muppets or was this a bit of a weird experience watching this? It's weird because, well, a bit weird because, like, I'll, I'll, I do have a soft spot for Kermit the Frog. I do think, <laughs> I do think he's, like, I'm, I'm going to show my, my manly power here. I think he's quite cute. Like, the way he oh, talks yeah. and the way he looks and stuff like that and, like, the love between him and Miss Piggy. I do love that kind of aspect. So I do yeah. think he's quite cute the way he talks. Um, so in that aspect, although this is the first Muppet film I've seen as a film, like, yeah. I've seen them in other sketches and stuff you've seen them on the wrestling like they hosted an episode of uh, they hosted (laughs) an episode of WWE Raw once which was Mm -hmm. fantastic Uh, Mm -hmm. just all the Muppets outside the ring (laughs) 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 I remember it was Vince McMahon that challenged uh, Kermit to do the ice bucket challenge and they called him (laughs) that pesky frog (laughs) you leave leave Kermit alone you dick (laughs) I'm surprised they didn't get the two you know the two old men they should have done commentary. I was say, yeah. Oh, maybe they did because now I can now I can picture it. 
Now you've said that, but I don't know if you've just planted that memory <laughs> now in my brain upon that suggestion. I'll take back what I said. They're my two favourites. Like, see there, see when they show up in this movie, I couldn't stop howling when they just like everything they said. I'm just like, oh, I was honestly in stitches at them. They're so funny. So, what, see, in terms of like Muppets performances, Quacky, what was your favourite one in this film? Like, what Muppet? Because obviously I know they play characters from the book, but uh, mm-hmm. of artistic license. <laughs> See, for me, just right the start, I'm Charles Dickens. I'm yeah. not Charles Dickens. <laughs> like, I just found that hilarious. <laughs> um, it was even more hilarious when I understood what they were saying, and <laughs> unlike my pre- <laughs> like the previous version. So I just I found that bit funny. The fact that he just adopted <laughs> this role as Charles Dickens and read it. So. I mean, it was, it's like one of these new memes where you just say, I'm going to tell my grandkids this is blah, blah, blah. It was Also, I forgot to mention, because you were saying how you like Kermit, but this is your first Muppet film that you've seen. Apparently, this was the first Muppet movie without Kermit as the main character. So you've got a big oh, wow. backlog of films you can watch. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's also, the main character. <laughs> it is also mental that Piggy doesn't show up until like the last half an yeah. hour. Oh, and because um, apparently she was meant to be one of the ghosts, ah. but they were just like, nah, well, I don't know. I think they were like, we'll get some new Muppets in. Get yeah, <laughs> sell those toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you, David? What performances from the Muppets did you think really stood out? I think I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to analyse this. Channel Michael Caine and take this seriously. I think Gonzo anchors yeah. the story well. You know, he's a good framing device, ever reliable. You know, I, I I'm I'm on the side of uh, what's his name, Rizzo. That I like, I don't believe that's what Charles Dickens really looked like. He <laughs> uh, made, made me invested. He made me buy it. I sold. <laughs> I utterly howled when he was like, they are very, very dead, rotting in their graves. Like, (laughs) (laughs) make what happens next seem all the more fantastic. Like, I was honestly, like, and he said something later on as well. I think uh, he said something like, uh, like, he's not dead yet or something like that. Like, he was glad to find someone wasn't dead. And I was like, this guy's obsessed with death. Um, But I, Gonzo, Gonzo was great. Uh, Rizzo as well. The physical comedy from that rap. I have yeah. to say is um, <laughs> Matthew, Matthew Perry Chandler Bing levels right there, you know. Very, very good. Speaking of um, rats and mice in it, I really like, you know, the wee mouse that shows up at the end that's like, it's Christmas Day. And I think he's got some yeah. lines mm-hmm. in the singing songs when they rhyme, what was it? Oh, they do a really, I couldn't stop laughing at one of the rhymes because it was like, me, like, m- Mises or something. Oh, yeah. I need to get the lyrics up. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) What did you guys think of it as a, would you consider it like a movie musical? Yes. Like, because that's something I was going to say, actually, because one of the first films I, well, the second film I had to review on first time films, which I've still not forgiven David for, was Rock (laughs) of Ages. And that, that musical was like the whole music was just so out of kilter like they were singing songs for a scene that just made absolutely no sense whatsoever Mm -hmm. whereas this they were actually singing what was what they were acting out yeah it's like like to me rock of ages and if they're 
uh, uh, if it was uh, Oliver Twist uh, singing about not getting food, they'll be just like a uh, rap. Uh, they'll be just singing a song about eating everything. Like it just made yeah. no sense. But it's this, it's <laughs> actually just flowed right, and it just. I, I, like the music was there to enhance the story not just yeah. like oh let's just sing a random song as if they're at some random karaoke bar mm. just to jump in I found the lyric it's when they <laughs> talk about Scrooge and how mean he is and how he doesn't mm. give them stuff and that wee mouse is no cheeses for his mises or they really twisted it I yeah. love that so David, much. What did you think about it compared to like musicals that have been out this decade? Do you think it felt quite dated or do you think it still feels like it's got its place? Like um, it does feel old timey. Yeah. Right? And I think that's for it the better because it th- fits the theme, you know. Yeah. They're they're portraying this classic like text like a Christmas carol, you know. So it can't, you know, they're not going to go in there and have the Muppets rap, you know. So I yeah. do like that it <laughs> felt like an old school musical yeah. style, like meat and potatoes, you know, sort of yeah. your, gra- <laughs> your granny's musical for lack of a better term. Uh, yeah. And it might not be my like I said, the songs might not have been my favourite. I'm not going to listen to this in the gym. Yeah. You know, probably wouldn't listen to it in the bus either, you know. <laughs> if you run into that line that no cheeses for <laughs> that's, pump, that's pumping there. You better believe I'm listening to Man or a Muppet in the gym. Yeah. You know I mean, that's a different story. Uh, but I do think it worked. It is interesting. There's a song from the film that um, was meant to be in it. You know the the love we found the song at the end. That they all sing on the street. Yeah, they all sing yeah. that song in the end in the street. There was meant to be a song called "When Love Is Gone" uh-huh. that was sung by his lover uh, in the middle of it, but they took it out because uh, they didn't think it would appeal to kids uh, for some reason. Scrooge's lover. Yeah. Yeah, Scrooge's right. lover sang like, it, and not Tiny Tim or yeah, no, I can't Tim. think of anyone else. <laughs> Tiny Tim was not Scrooge's lover, just to clarify. <laughs> Mister Miyagi is the only one <laughs> that we'll talk about in this fortnight <laughs> on this show. Lover, but yeah, <laughs> so um, but it was taken out, and it's been included in like all the soundtracks and stuff like that. But it was reported it's, a, it's actually a bit of a clusterfuck because in 2018 it was reported Disney had lost the master video and negative to the song <laughs> so they were like well it's not going to go back in now but then it was like they found it again so everyone's like yes it could go on the Disney Plus version and they're just like nah <laughs> I like to think that that's how they actually like officially stated that it, that it was a bit of a clusterfuck yeah, we've, actually... yeah. <laughs> we've had, we've had an, omni, an omni shamble scene at Disney Plus like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was going to say just when you were talking about it being was adapted from a liter like a literary piece of writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A classic piece of writing. Um Kwaku, how did you find it in terms of an adaptation? Like did it annoy you or Well, this is the thing about it, right? So again I went into this with fresh eyes, but I had a bit of a expectation mm-hmm. because this is gonna sound weird, but the Muppet Christmas Carol. I <laughs> thought it was going to be more Christmassy. It yeah. got Christmassy at the end, but it just, you know what I mean? Apart from saying it was Christmas Eve, I just mm-hmm. didn't think it was Christmassy. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know if 
if I, you know how that way if you want to get the Christmas spirit so you watch a film kind of thing yeah. to get you in that mood Yeah. I'm not sure if this is the thing I would go for if I was going to be in that mood if you know what I mean yeah it's definitely because I hadn't really watched it since I was a kid and it was always one of those things that was just on TV so you'd watch like the first or you'd watch like the last 30 minutes and go oh the Muppets is on and yeah, it definitely, I agree with you. I, remember, I was watching it thinking, God, this felt a lot more Christmassy when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, maybe that was just because I was a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, don't know I, like... you, I don't know what you two are smoking over there. Sorry, I <laughs> It's literally about a man trying to rediscover the spirit of Christmas. But but I yeah, don't but know. It's, he's a miserable bastard. Do you want him, like, though? literally eating a Christmas tree? Like, yes. I feel like I'm fucking smoking a Yule log. Like, what, what oh, yeah, does that would do? help. <laughs> but I don't know. See, in this version, I feel like he was like sad that Tiny Tim was going to die, but he was more sad at the sight of his own gravestone. And I was a bit like, I don't know. I was just a bit like, I thought the whole point was he was meant to be like, no, Tiny Tim, I need to be a good man. I don't know. I was just. As like, would Abby. Like, yeah. I'd be sad for Tiny Tim, but I'd be like, well, I don't want to die alone. So let's, <laughs> let's fix that and all. You know what I mean? David, <laughs> do you think. In terms of other versions of A Christmas Carol, do you think it's the best or do you think it's up there? Or I have two I can compare it to. The Jim okay. Carrey one, what that yeah. has going for it is an amazing Kate Winslet song, if anyone's heard that. Oh my God, she released the song as a, signal, a single for that <laughs> film. It's called What If. Listen to it. Kate was Winslet that... got pipes. Kate Wait, was, Winslet... that not, was that not from that film about mice? <laughs> Sorry, am I just obsessed with mice tonight? I swear that was... Oh, fuck. It was the film. Jim Carrey Christmas Carol. I'm going to Google it. I'm um, right now. What if Kate Winslet? I can guarantee I'm the only one to Google this today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's from... It's oh, from, it is a Christmas Carol. Yeah, it's that from a Christmas Carol. Was. Maybe there's mice in that Christmas Carol. <laughs> oh, I'm so confused. Because that was from 2001. Yeah. Jim Carrey one was like... 2009? No. How many versions of the film are there? Well, the other version I was going to bring up is the Mickey's Christmas Carol, um, which has Mickey Mouse um, as what's-his-face Cratchit. Um, um, Minnie is there, and Minnie Mickey is a tiny Tim, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it's uh, Scrooge McDuck, who's Scrooge, funnily enough, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And that's also very good, so... Um, just going to throw it out there and it's not a Christmassy version but do you know what version I actually do quite like and I'm surprised myself for liking it have you ever seen Ghosts of Girlfriends Past with Matthew McConaughey I just never made the connection that was in any way connected to A Christmas Carol so yeah it's <laughs> a Bachelor's version of that set in wow. Christmas time yeah that is insane <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that and that's 2009 maybe you're getting Matthew McConaughey oh, mixed well, up with Jim Carrey yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Compare, was this your favourite version of a Christmas Carol, or is it up there? No, <laughs> no I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's good to say that I've watched it, yeah, and stuff. But uh, I, I think I'll stick to Home Alone one and two. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and plus, see, actual Carol like Christmas music and stuff. It was. <laughs> And actual Christmas music, mm-hmm. it was severely lacking, I'll be honest. Also, I do think, like you were saying, David, I, obviously I don't think this was an intention, but I do feel like the songs weren't 
memorable as memorable as they could have been or mm, I do agree. I do agree. I, like, I feel like the last song. You know the one with the old dancing in the street, but Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That was good. It's very like I say, it's very old timey sort of, you know, meeting state is musical, which it's very, I enjoyed. It's very early nineties. I don't yeah. know what I mean by that, but I mean something by it. I I can completely get what you mean by it. Because we grew up in that era, you know what I mean? So, like, we can remember what was on Disney Channel at this time during the day when you were off on a Saturday before Christmas, you know what I mean? So, (laughs) this is it, this is it, this is the one. So, speaking of other versions and adaptations, um, we were discussing in the group chat, I sent in a video that I thought was really quite thought-provoking, really. (laughs) Um, That was... Based off The Muppets Christmas Carol, what other classic novels should The Muppets adapt? And in this video, the guy suggested, as you guys know, Little Women, yeah. um, which my favourite casting ever of Miss Piggy as Amy and Kermit as Laurie, <laughs> which I just thought was brilliant. And I love how there's obviously one human character. So I sent a challenge for David and Kwaku, well, just to see if you had any ideas for any Easy. other... Yeah, exactly. I had an idea, and I think our I, idea is going to be I know, the same one. Because we both said it was quite dark, so I'm going to let you go first. Is, my, your, is yours Frankenstein? No, wait, no, but my <laughs> friend suggested that, so that was going to be my backup. Okay, yeah, right. right. Okay, Frank, Frankenstein yeah, is mine, because I'd really like like the human character to be Frankenstein. So I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think we go with like a serious actor. Again, like a Michael Caine style guy with that prestige to play this part. Mm. I would like to see Christoph Waltz as Victor <laughs> Frankenstein <laughs> acting alongside the Muppets. I would like Animal to play Frankenstein. Because <laughs> who else that is going to do that? Like, who else is going to do it? Uh, the captain who he meets at the start and at the end sort of anchors it. That's obviously Kermit the Frog. And uh, that's yeah. who you need you need to go with. I think uh, Frankenstein's um lover um is <laughs> uh, <laughs> Miss Piggy. Uh, it's gonna be Miss Piggy. Uh, so Miss Piggy and Christoph Waltz are gonna have a lovely relationship with each other. <laughs> and then you sprinkle all the other Muppets in there. Like there's a family who um Frankenstein meets and tries to befriend with like a blind uh, father. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's Fozzie Bear and like a family of bears because they live in the forest. Oh. So I think that matches, you know. And then Frankenstein murders them all. So you can see <laughs> Fozzie's like just head on the floor. And he's like, well, it looks like I'm off my head. Waka waka or something like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just to make it all more funny. Uh, so yeah, Frankenstein <laughs> would be my shout. And I've seen Ailey, who's on this show, play mm. Mary Shelley on stage uh, so we could b- even bring Ailey back as Mary Shelley and get and work be like the narrator. Yeah. <laughs> yes get work for the podcast you know what I mean like, well, I, I hadn't thought of Frankenstein in as much depth because, depth because it was my backup option but my friend she'd suggested it and she said making Frankenstein's monster a like amalgamation of all the Muppets oh. so like, head <laughs> on like Kermit's body with so and so, like all this stuff Oh, that sounds I horrible. Think, I think I prefer your version of... <laughs> <laughs> I, think... I just go animal, you know? Just yeah. <laughs> give animal something to do, you know? Okay, this is what I thought you were going to say. Because mine <laughs> is a wee bit taking the mic, but I just let me go for it. <laughs> With a, a Muppets version of, of Mice and Men. <laughs> 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 it was... <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> My casting was 
you know George, who's like the main character, the kind of smart guardian. That would be Kermit, of course. Of course. Um, Lenny, so you know the kind of gigantic guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, that would be Animal. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Curly's wife would be, of course, Miss Piggy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and then. I've not decided who I want to play Curly, but I know I want a human. <laughs> so. Oh my god, you need like a you need like a brute for that. For you some, know what I mean? Yeah. My mind is instantly, and I don't know why, <laughs> going to Oscar Isaac, but I don't think he's the right casting at all. But my mind just I I think the guy I'm trying to place what he's in now. Oh Because yeah, he's more of a boxer type, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I would go for if I can get this guy's name up, oh my god, why am I black? Well, do you know Will Poulter? Yes, yes, yes. Oh my god, yes. yes. That's who I would. Yes. Do, that's who I'm going for. Yes, yeah, no, one. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be insane. <laughs> I just had visions of <laughs> this is so bad, but you know this scene, obviously, when uh, Lenny accidentally kills Curly's wife. Yeah. I just had visions of because he's not like combing her hair or something, and Miss Piggy going like. And then Kermit Mercy killing uh, Animal Just yes. that was how I envisioned it So yeah that was my <laughs> rather... I love that I love um, that Quacky what about you What would you well, like to I, I think you two have been smoking something fresh <laughs> And I'm going to upgrade that Because I'm going to have Muppets do the good fellas Goodfellas is my favourite film. I love Goodfellas. <laughs> I was teaching on uh, James Bond. Right? But I was like, no. So we please, need... can it be called The Good Muppets instead of The Good Muppets? <laughs> the Good Muppets, yeah. <laughs> so Henry will be played by Kermit the Frog, naturally. Obviously. But yeah. he always gets the good parts. I know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Miss Piggy will be Henry's uh, uh, original wife that he has. <laughs> the, the, the original wife. Gonzo will be played by Jimmy Conway, uh, Robert De Niro. And yes. Animal, because Animal is it's got to be Joe Pesci, it's got to be Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Have I a crown to you? <laughs> funny how? How much funny? Funny how? What the fuck makes me funny? Animal funny. Animal smash. I, I don't know why, but I just think uh, Beaker will play a good Paul Cicero character. <laughs> like to, just... David, I feel like you would do a good Beaker impression. Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> he he just he just has Paul Cicero that's all over him oh. like the the proper hearted mafia old school boss that that yeah. would be Beaker. Oh um, my god! Oh my god! <laughs> honestly, Mupp- uh, the good Muppets is is a classic coming your way. It honestly, is a classic coming of age. <laughs> oh. I do have to say, now you've mentioned Bunsen, Bunsen especially Anne Beaker, would both be in my Frankenstein as well at the sides of it. They have to be but, like lab assistants or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh my God. I that went it. so much better than I thought it would. I love <laughs> it. 
not one of us is so child friendly. Like, no, because fuck the kids like... at this point. You know what I mean? We don't appreciate the Muppets. We need the Muppets. <laughs> See, the thing is, though, I'll, I'll have Rizzo the rat everywhere I can because obviously, <laughs> good fellas, they like talking about don't rat on me, don't rat on me, and I'll be constantly, but he's literally a rat. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that is so great. <laughs> he just shows up and he's like, what, you're mentioning me again? <laughs> you don't rat on your pals? What? I am a rat. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad, it would be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, the the good Muppets. Aye, to sum up, the good Muppets. (laughs) Right, so I think that's everything I wanted to say about the Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anything? Anyone else? Any other? Uh, I would, I would just, I would just say, you know, good, good job. (laughs) A lot of Christmas movies come and go. This one's endured for uh, 28 years now. You know, Mm. when we're still talking about it. Yeah. Um, and it was only like 80, 86 minutes so yeah. yeah well done to the Muppets well done to Michael Caine uh, I hope it bought you another house good job yeah. <laughs> and your mum yeah. and your mum uh, Clappy what about you see the way you said and your mum it just sounded like you were insulting the <laughs> Michael Caine giving Michael Caine a your mum joke <laughs> 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 oh yeah so yeah um, but I mean it's a film I had to see at some point so I, I thank <laughs> first time films for the opportunity to do so uh, I know I'm totally giving a Oscar speech right now I don't yeah. know why but <laughs> I'd like to thank my friends I, for being on this podcast I've already seen me winning all the Oscars with the good Muppets sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm not prepared for this and I'm just <laughs> like the scroll from my imagine Martin Scorsese looking up at Kwaku is he <laughs> the one to win the Oscar for best writing for good fellas <laughs> I'd like to thank First Time Films, Truff, <laughs> the whole oh. crew, Grace, uh, Marnie, the, lot, the whole crew, Ian, everyone. Yep. Uh, I know there's people I've forgotten about, but yeah, because you need to forget about people in your Oscar <laughs> winning speech, don't you? Oh, it's- I can't wait to intentionally forget people. I know the people <laughs> I'm going to forget. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to go, who? But I guess the whole point is we'll never know. <laughs> we'll see. People can get themselves on or off that list for good behaviour. As if I won't ever win an Oscar. <laughs> oh, see, on that, one of the best lines I've heard in a speech before, uh, someone's leaving speech was, they actually just said, I'm a socialist, so I'm going to forget everybody and not mention anybody. <laughs> and not thank <laughs> anyone. I was like, Perfect. I like that. <laughs> and uh, speaking about socialism in speeches, uh, no, I'm joking. I, was just... <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love this. You went to the David Campbell School of Segways, great. I love it so much. <laughs> okay. um, what would you rate this film? Are we doing it out of 10 or out of 5, David? I, do it out of t- I, I usually do it out of 10. I would go a solid 7.6 on this one. Well, David, you actually hadn't been asked yet. So, uh, oh, fuck. You <laughs> So, so 7.6 did you say yeah I said 7.6 sorry I was thrown off <laughs> Quacky what did you give it I mean normally me personally I would have given it a 6 
Mm-hmm. However, because it stood the test of time and it's been such a classic, I will give it a seven. See, I was going to give it an eight, but actually, no, I think I agree with you guys. I'm going to go a less annoying number than David's. I'll go for a seven point five. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I have very is. specific <laughs> rankings for things. All right, I can feel that this is a seven point six. My body is in my bones. <laughs> it's screaming out seven point six. I'm going to give it a seven point five. Then, oh, okay. so, okay. David, is it now over to you with the news? Lose <laughs> time, so days. As you might have heard, um, there's a, a wee thing called Disney Plus. It came out this year. I don't know if anyone's actually heard of it. Um, but Disney <laughs> had an investors meeting. Now you can go over to the First Time Films uh, Twitter page where I ran down all of these things. I'm going to name them again, and we'll all pick out one of the movies that we're most excited for. Uh, don't forget okay. to check out. Uh, the latest episodes of FTTV, um, which actually comes out um, the day after this is released, where we're under the TV side of things. Uh, but we have got two Star Wars movies announced. One is Rogue Squadron. Uh, Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins uh, will be helming that one for Christmas 2023. It's basically about the fighter pilots in Star Wars. Should be a fun one there. Taika Waititi is doing an untitled Star Wars project as well. All we know about it is it's directed by Taika Waititi. Arguably, that's all we need to know about it is that it's directed by Taika Waititi. Um, I don't really want to know anymore. I am already sold. A Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is coming, along with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania is the third film in the Ant-Man franchise, which will be coming alongside Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, where it's announced Christian Bale is playing Gore the God Butcher in that one. Black Panther 2 will not cast T'Challa, which means we will be seeing probably the death of that character off screen in Black Panther 2. Uh, And Blade starring Mahershala Ali is also coming, Captain Marvel 2 as well. And it's announced that Fantastic Four uh, will get its launch in the MCU, directed by John Watts, who's helmed the last couple of Spider-Man movies uh, for Marvel. So that should be uh, an interesting one there uh, from like the Disney proper side of things. we do have, oh my god, my voice is breaking because I'm saying that much. We do have <laughs> uh, Ray and the Last Dragon will come in, in cinemas on Disney Plus on March the 5th. Uh, a movie called Flora and Ulysses is about a young comic book fan and her squirrel side- sidekick. Sounds fun. <laughs> Harrison Ford is getting wheeled out the nursing home to do Indiana Jones coming July 2022. And um, Children of Blood and Bones getting an adaption. Hocus Pocus 2 will be coming uh, on Disney Plus. Three Men and a Baby <laughs> reboot starring Zac Efron will come in Disney Plus. Cheaper by the Dozen reboot uh, by blackish producer Kenya Barris, uh, starring Kenya Barris and Gabrielle Union, will be coming to Disney Plus. Sister Act 3 with Whoopi Goldberg, Jungle Cruise with The People's Champ, The Rock, and Emily Blunt will come July 2021. <laughs> I hate myself too. Pinocchio, directed by Robert Zemeckis and starring Tom Hanks, coming. Cruella, starring Emma Stone. Uh, welcome to Disney Plus. Barry Jenkins of Moonlight Flame is doing a Lion King prequel. The Little Mermaid has got its cast. Halle Bailey, Davy Diggs from Hamilton, who plays, yeah. by the way, who plays um, Thomas Jefferson and is the best thing since sliced bread, is playing Sebastian. Yeah. And I already cannot wait for his version of Under the Sea. So, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, as our saw, is pretty good too. Peter and Wendy. Um, is a Peter Pan one. Disenchanted, the sequel to Enchanted, uh, starring your favourite non-Oscar winner and mine, Amy Adams. Uh, <laughs> Chippendale Ch- Rescue Rangers is getting a movie. Oh my God. Starring John Mulaney and <laughs> Andy Samberg in the title roles. What? Yes. yes. John Mulaney's in that. Oh, John Mulaney. 
That's so great. It's so great. And at Night in the Museum animated film, Encanto is a film with Lin-Manuel Miranda doing the music. How many things are they doing? Turning Red uh, is, is a, that a you film. right now from reading that? Yes, it's <laughs> me right now. Uh, it's a Pixar movie about a girl who turns in to a giant red panda. Oh my God. Lightyear uh, is a Buzz Lightyear prequel starring Chris Evans. Um, and then we've got yeah, that's about it. Thank Christ. Uh, shall we all pick one then out of that list to talk about? <laughs> Wait, David, can you read them again? I really forgot that. Oh, I would ask another. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> you were on fire on that news. Oh, right, so Grace, what was your favourite? And I'll I'll catch up. Um, not gonna, the first like twenty that were all like Star Wars and Marvel, not my cup of tea. Sorry. Okay. So I got really excited when it was the Hocus Pocus. Mm. It got all that and like disenchanted. I really want to see that. But then I also, Chip and Dale, that didn't do anything for me. But when you said John Mulaney, yeah. my heart did skip a beat. But yeah, no, I think um, <laughs> the Hocus Pocus sequel. I, I think that'll be a big one for folks. Do you know what? In all honesty, even if it's rubbish, I don't really care. <laughs> like, obviously. Nice. I if anything, I'd prefer it's rubbish. Same. <laughs> I just hope it's like, you know, not too. Like, I hope it's still has that like nineties kind of feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it becomes like an, another annual kind of watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think that's going to be camp, like cheese. So, yeah, it, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be so good. And the, the original cast is coming back. Yeah, um, uh-huh. it looks like so. Get Bet Medler, Sarah Jessica Parker. And the other one, uh, Quacku. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Quacku, yeah. what's the one that like, uh, sprung out to you? Uh, pass. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. On the full list that I just read, you can't think of one thing. I, I was just more impressed at your delivery. <laughs> Fucking hell. I am going to say one word to you, and it's a word that all of you should take to your hearts. Hallelujah. It is Cruella. Cruella, oh, yeah. Cruella, Cruella de Vil. Oh my god, I cannot wait. Yeah. I was talking to someone today um, about the original live action Wonder Woman Dalmatians with Glenn Close um, mm. and how good of a movie that, that is, is doesn't good. get the yeah. credit. It's basically Home Alone with dogs and if yeah. there's one thing that would have improved <laughs> Home Alone, it's dogs. So, like, you know, that's that's what, what we have to say. And Emma Stone, I it's a movie that gets a lot, a lot of hate. I love La La Land. I've often mm-hmm. said it's one of my favourite movie endings of all time. Um, it makes me the cry. Good. Every time <laughs> the end's good. We're not going to. That's great. <laughs> that sounds like I was saying, like, because it's over. But I just meant I did that till I went. That was the most passive aggressive thing yeah, anyone has ever said. Well, the end's good, aye. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I have to agree with you, though. I had a. A thing for like not a thing for tripping deal, fucking hell, that sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual, I'm not Eddie Redmayne getting the fucking boner when he's wee over now. Like, no, like, I, I like I like Chip and Dale when I was younger. So I'm happy that they are getting a movie and very happy that it's John Mulaney, as you I said. Have you do you watch Big Mouth Grace? Yeah, I have not watched the new season though. But new I've season I've heard it's arguably the best season. Yeah, one of my friends was watching it and she was sending me clips. Because I didn't, you know how Jenny Slate wasn't meant, I don't know, she kind of said she wasn't going to be in it anymore. And then yeah. I was like, oh, she's still in it. And my friend was like, I'm pretty sure it's her. It sounds just like her. And then they did the wee comment where she, she's like, and she kind of addresses yeah. it. She's like, 
I'm like I'm I'm voiced by a white woman who's 37. Like <laughs> <laughs> she's in it till halfway through. Ah. Um, the way they did it was quite smart because they had um, what's her character's name again? Oh, Misty. Misty. They had her like sort of discover that she's been sort of not able oh. to embrace her race by her parents in like in like uh-huh. a way. So they gradually sort of phase Jenny Slate out naturally, which is pretty cool. That's um, yeah, that's nice. It's a, it was a it was a really cool way to do it, but he's amazing in that as Andrew. If anyone's ever watched that oh, show, and yeah. Andy Samberg captures my heart as um, Jake Peralta in Brooklyn Nine Nine. So mm. uh, to have the two of them paired together for Chip and Dale, I'm very excited about that. Also, yeah, but, I, oh, I don't sorry, have good. an awful. Oh, sorry, I don't have. Just when you were talking about other films as well, I don't have much to say about it. But I didn't realize they were doing a Three Men and a Baby reboot. Yeah. With- Zach Efron. <laughs> Fucking Zach Efron. And <laughs> yeah. I don't under... This is what we're going to see. And we predicted it a wee bit. Like, I know um, a couple of weeks ago they were talking about the sort of death of the of the cinema um, yeah. uh, with the streaming services and stuff like that. And it's not a topic I want to get back into because I think I would get angry I'm yeah, stressed out enough as it is right now. I think I would have a heart attack live on air, and none of you know my address, <laughs> so <laughs> there isn't a point. Um, but female and a baby in another age would have been a really good sort of mid-budget film that would have made yeah. like a healthy profit in cinema, and it speaks to the times that this is going on Disney Plus. You know, yeah. this is it's not seen as financially viable enough in the modern era to get a cinematic release, even with. A star like Zac Efron at the who, helm. Have they said who the other two men are? Nah, or, just Zac Efron. I was going to joke and go, or who the baby is. <laughs> or who the baby is. <laughs> I've heard it's, a, it's, animal, it's Animal from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Grace, was, there was an R piece of news where we're going to talk about today, though, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, was this the... Um, I forgot what it's called. The... Oh, what's it called? The of, National Film Registry. Yeah, National it's Film added, Registry. The Dark Knight um, trick. Yes. Yes. Which we were discussing made us feel very old. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the whole thing, does, is it not? I thought they always had to have been out for a certain amount of time. I think they do. The which, yeah. Yeah. I'm reading an article by Vanity Fair, the Now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just that they have to have had like cultural significance right. you know uh, what I mean and like staying power yeah. and they think that you know this movie already has um, but Which I suppose but can't really argue yeah. against either of those two it's interesting though that they both got in the same year as A Clockwork Orange Blues Brothers as well which I'm surprised mm-hmm. hasn't, hasn't been in before and The Hurt Locker as well oh. from uh, from 2008 so yeah, that's that's very interesting stuff indeed. I know Quack is a fan of Shrek. So we'll be happy. <laughs> I have seen Shrek one and two, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's I, all you need to see. I just I also seen a movie called Freedom Riders here and I thought it was Freedom Writers that was going on. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't know if anyone's seen this movie in high school. The one where it's just like the white English teacher like saves like the black neighborhood, but it's the worst <laughs> thing in the planet. Gangster Paradise, Gangsters Paradise is the the song from it, uh, which is easily the best thing about the film. Um, but it's, mm. it's fantastic. <laughs> really great. I may want a bit of that one. I like Gangsters Paradise. It's a good tune. Uh, it's a good tune. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything bad about Gangsters Paradise. I'm just saying that the movie it comes from is not a is not a <laughs> <American> film. <laughs> is what I would say. Hilary Swank does her best, and so does McDreamy. But 
it doesn't work. So <laughs> we spend most our lives living in the gangster's paradise. I'll stop singing. <laughs> yeah, Grace, I was going to say this. The time you sign us off, I think. <laughs> on that note, on that bomb note. <laughs> on that note. Um, yeah, so that's us for today. Hope, yeah. right. Hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, goodbye, David. <laughs> bye, <laughs> Grace. That feels bye like Grace. a Muppet. Oh, the way the Muppets into the goodbye. <laughs> the good Muppets coming to a cinema near you. Well, that would end like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>